Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boy. I'm your host Jonathan and today I'm joined by none other than our pal Spencer to talk about two scary new release films. This week things get explosive as we head back to high school for a coming of age love story with Catherine Langford and Charlie Plummer in Spontaneous. Then we head down to a spooky small mountain town as Jim Cummings investigates some gruesome murders that point to none other than a werewolf in The Wolf of Snow Hollow. If any of these tickle your fancy, stick around. Yeah, so you didn't answer the question. Uh, when's the last time you got a haircut? Uh, it's been a couple of months. I'm due for another one. I might go to a barber yeah. this time, though. Like, because Respect. I know there's like That's... there's some barber shops around here where like after you get a haircut they give you just a glass of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Like I don't or know if they still do that. I mean, obviously because the times that we're in uh, now, but I don't. They used to do that, and you know I heard they give pretty good haircuts. So I, I might I might try it out. I, I know you got to pay a little bit more, but I'm I'm willing to do that. I think for me, because you know back in the day I uh, I was very particular about my hair. Uh, so I would like go with my mom to a salon and they would cut off like an inch and then I'd say, that's enough. <laughs> and that would be it. <laughs> they must have and hated then, you so much. Oh, oh no, they loved me. No, they um, probably wanted but to yeah, my mom would spend, like, slice your ear yeah, off. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then I went to super cuts and I was not very particular anymore. But I think when you grow up a little bit, you go to a barber and you become a little more particular about your style and. You go there every Friday just to hang with the boys. It's kind of like Luke Cage, you know? <laughs> what? Okay. He worked at a barbershop as like oh, a side yeah. job. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, it's been remember? literally like three Then the barber gets like fucking it, murdered. But... But... Yeah. It, yeah. It was a good show. Yeah. I liked uh, season <laughs> one. It's but... great. Yeah. 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 I like season one. My dad stopped watching during season two. Um, but yeah, bro, here we go. Mainstream boy, episode thirteen, and I'm Jonathan, mainstream boy, and back again with our Spencer, aka Little Ducky. Quack quack. I'm a ducky. Hey. And I'm not going to apologize because you guys all know that was fucking awesome, even though you have zero context behind it. Shout out to uh, Peter Krinsky, X-Flip, Pistol Pete on the Beat. Uh, he makes original Check music. Him out on SoundCloud. He's actually the Everybody. guy that makes our intro and outro. Uh, and any kind of music that we are using in our podcast comes from him. Uh, so, yep. Check him Thanks, out. Thanks, Pistol. SoundCloud. Playing you in fantasy next week. Looking forward to kicking your fucking ass. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we like sports on this podcast, too. One of us, too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, welcome back to Mainstream Boy Spooktober. This week, we have uh, two wonderful wonderful films that I'm excited to talk about. One pretty mainstream, one a little bit more independent. Uh, I think uh, both received very positive ratings from critical, uh, critical reviewers, from critics. 
and uh audiences also pretty much like these films so spencer we're gonna go ahead and start off with the wolf of snow hollow okay but by the way mainstream boy it's a show where you know me and spencer kick back bucket of popcorn giant bottle of mountain dew some snow caps take our pants hold on, off hold on. sit down on the okay, couch wait just one second I, i'm just curious because i've noticed that you yeah. have been saying the same products every time as in like mountain dew snow caps mm-hmm. you're adding and taking the pants off for some reason i mean if you want to do that sure mm-hmm. go ahead and I'm, well, we have to watch movies at home because pandemic i understand I, yeah okay i get it but mm-hmm. yeah. I, I challenge you to maybe each time come up with a new product Different type of soda, different type of candy, you know? It marks us into more, like, mainstream stuff because, personally, I've never really okay. gotten a Mountain Dew or snow caps. I mean, who who goes to the movie theater and gets snow caps? Let's be real. How about this? I will say exactly what my order used to used to be when I was, like, when we worked at the theater and I would just go all, all out and get, you know, what I wanted to get. No, like I'll a, say, like, my Steven order. Like the Megastar combo? Right. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll... I'll all right. Fair enough. Thank so, you. So back in the back in the old days, we worked in the movie theater. I'd go in. We watch movies like Baywatch, uh, Captain America: The First or not the First Avenger, uh, Winter Soldier, and I would usually grab an icy and I would mix them together. I would then get a thing of dibs or a Toll House cookie sandwich, and also some pretzel bites with extra cheese. You would because, not you know, get Terry all of this. Fucking you would us. Get no, all absolutely, of this. I would. Seriously? The, well, it, That's so much it would food? either be a combination or I'd get I some get of anything. it. I never got popcorn, though. Never was a huge popcorn guy. I'm more popcorn than I get, when I was uh, a child. You're right, yeah. We all know that. Yeah, the SpongeBob movie parking lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I guess never popcorn forget. is the go to for me, but. I don't. I don't usually get anything when I go. I'm kind of just boring. I just like to watch the movie. God, don't you just hate yourself? I know. Just, I'm not man. the mainstream. You go up to the audience. counter, you're like, eh, I'll get one ticket. I'm like, Oh, do you want to get any? Popcorn? Yeah, do you want to get and any concessions and support the theater? And I'm just like, <laughs> No, I'm also. I know. See, I'm the guy I, that I leaves tips asshole. on a takeout order, so I don't respect people like you. Oh, I've been doing that so much. Honestly. Good. I thank you because you got to keep these places in business, or else we're gonna be going to McDonald's every night. We don't want that. I was uh, I picked up a uh, a bottle of like some like um, Parmesan garlic sauce at Buffalo Wild Wings because I was making some Ooh, homemade chicken wings, and yeah. and on like the checkout there always is like a tip option, and I literally hit like a five dollar tip. I don't know, I just by accident. It makes it easy when they have like <laughs> they flip the square the iPad around. It's like oh, do you want to leave three, five, or like $6? in order to continue? I always hit the middle one. I know. Yeah, you have to. And so I automatically hit five dollars. I was like, well, <laughs> congratulations, you just good job. <laughs> But you know what? Whatever. Either that, or you look like a total dick when you hit no tip <laughs> exactly. in front of the Everyone's person right in front of shoulder, you. Just like, oh, mm. I've done it. I, don't get me wrong, I've done it, but I, I don't feel great about it. Uh, but that's what what this podcast is about. No, it's not. Let's <laughs> talk about some mainstream new release movies. We went off on a tangent there, but you know what? Half this podcast is is total utter bullshit that has nothing to do with this week's movies. But anyway, the first movie we watched this week, well, the second movie I watched because I just watched about an hour ago, is The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Terror grips a small mountain town as bodies are discovered after each full moon. Losing sleep, raising a teenage daughter, and caring for his ailing father, Officer Marshall struggles to remind himself there's no such thing as werewolves. Holy shit, another werewolf movie. If you guys uh, watched, I think, last week's episode of uh, Those Movie Dudes, we did check out Ginger Snaps, which was a, 
a nice little uh Ginger's Werewolf deep in movie. Halloween Town on the uh, Those Movie Dudes podcast yeah. feed. Yeah, Ginger Snaps. That was a very graphic uh, werewolf movie. And I noticed in your yeah. letterbox review, you spelled it W-H-E-R-E-W-O-L-F. Yeah, it's and I was like, <laughs> hmm, because it's spelled W-E-R-E. I See, I'm looking at the uh, synopsis now, and that threw me off because I didn't think that's how it was spelled. So. Yeah, I, I was going to comment, I guess. but I was like, I don't want to be that guy. I, pre- I, I appreciate any type of comment, uh, negative or positive. By the way, go leave us a review on uh, iTunes, negative or positive. Bring our star rating down. I don't really care as long as you leave a review. <laughs> the Wolf of Snow. Right now, we do have five stars, so if you fuck with that, I will fuck with you. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <The truth comes laughs> Just out. kidding. Okay. I love you. Yeah, um, IMDb, 6.3, Rotten Tomatoes, 88% critical rating. That's quite a few reviews, I think like 50, 60-ish maybe. Um, and then audience is right there with them at 90%. So uh, pretty well received so far. Uh, and uh, directed by the writer-director-actor Jim Cummings from Thunder Road, previous Those Movie Dudes episode, uh, 2018 film. And he does have another film coming out, and it's in post-production, or I can't remember if it's pre-production right now, called The Beta Test. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so he does have something else on the horizon, which is cool. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's like another kind of uh, indie film, or maybe it's a little more budget. Probably not. I think it's because uh, he is the main actor in it again, so I assume it's kind of a personal project. Well, this definitely seemed like it was a uh, there was some more money, uh, bigger budget than Thunder Road because we all watched that one kind of during like the relaunch of the podcast since quarantine when we started doing this consistently. Yeah, one of the, the first beginning. movies we watched was Thunder Road, and you can check that one out. It's called Sophie Gets a Dragon Tattoo, and then we also talk about Thunder Road. That was before we even put the uh, other title in of the other movie title in. When we mashed them all wow, up. Wow, we were really but, lazy with that one. Yeah. We just Sophie's didn't want to throw Thunder Road in there Dragon after Tattoo, that. And then, yeah, Thunder Road. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but I personally, I loved that one for some reason. Just, like, the the dry humor, like, the dark humor, and just watching this guy, like, just have a total meltdown. And not to mention the fact that he completely just, like, created the movie himself and was, like, determined to make a movie on his own. I just respect the hell out of that. Like that's it's hard to do, and he got some like funding through Kickstarter because he made a short film, and that's what I don't know. He got money for it to make it a feature film, and I I thought he made it an emotionally captivating film with Thunder Road, and with this one I was super interested in because I heard that he was doing like a werewolf movie, and obviously we had Robert Foster who's in the movie, uh, sorry Robert Forster, sorry, who uh, just passed away like a couple of months ago, I believe. Um, but then this is his final role. Yeah, I, I think that uh, going into this movie, Thunder Road didn't sit with me as well as it sat with you. I did like it, but I think uh, some of the comedy just wasn't quite there for me. Maybe I didn't quite understand Jim Cummings and kind of his comedic approach. Yep. But I think after watching this movie, I definitely like it more. Okay. Um, I think because this movie doesn't take itself nearly as seriously... Um, I could latch on to a little more. I laughed a lot um, yes. because this movie is pretty much <laughs> the same exact it character. Is. He's a cop again with first no of mustache all, with a kid. Yes. He's an older oh, kid yeah, yeah, and yeah. just with no mustache this time around. But he's like the same like problems. <laughs> it's just like he... the same fucking person. He's an alcoholic. He well, I don't think he was an alcoholic in Thunder Road, was he? He just had like well, mental he, issues. He did have like a montage where he did like drink a lot of alcohol with his friend and stuff. Um, when he was going through like a mental breakdown. Oh, then yeah. So I mean, there was a scene where that happened, same. and there was also a scene where he just goes through it again. So maybe he has these like 
certain demons in his closet that he just wants to you know cover through the film and i think he does a phenomenal job doing that because i love his just deadpan dry delivery whenever he's giving like a speech or like whenever he's confronting people and like and in thunder road there was so many uh long tracking shots where like the camera would roll for maybe six or seven minutes and there was one scene it doesn't it doesn't do it so much here but there was one scene where he's just kind of freaking out like at a crime scene and like everyone's like asking him questions and he's just like like on the verge of like just like having like a temper tantrum and he's freaking the, the fuck out like and like the camera is just perfectly like hitting every single beat of like each character like interacting with him and just like during that scene i just I was like holy shit this is just so fucking hilarious and honestly i loved every minute of this movie this was just so much fun yeah, and I you you bring up the camera work. Camera work's done pretty well or very well from even the opening kind of sequences where they have the sweeping shots, the of aerial photography, kind of the mountains and stuff. It's gorgeous, of Utah. Dude. Absolutely oh my beautiful, God. and it just captures that yeah. like ski vibe too. Like uh, I just would love yep. to go out and ski in Utah. Just after, especially even if there's a werewolf like on the loose, like I would still risk. It. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's makes that it beautiful. more exciting. I think yeah. Yeah. it is. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous out there, and. uh yeah, I, he is just really funny. He really knows how to take over a scene. And it's just that type of uh, comedic approach and the way that he delivers his lines that's so unique. It's not really something I've seen before. But I think it's kind of similar to the like you and I a little bit. Like just the way that he kind of just throws little little things in there like jabs, into his almost. dialogue. Yeah, yeah, like little jabs. So like there's fast. one scene where he, he tells this guy. <laughs> it's kind of like... Uh, uh, Simon Pegg where they just kind of just rattle yeah. off random yeah, shit yeah, yeah. but it's it's a little bit different um, but the one scene where he tells this guy's he's like maybe your wife should just print out her Facebook post roll them up and shove them up her ass <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just I was like well, how do you even think of that first of all you there's no way you wrote that that's straight up improv it's amazing though you know what just I mean? like right like uh, he hated like the guy that would do the autopsies or something and like he would always get into argument with him, Poor and they're just like they're like talking back and forth, and it gets heated, and he just like they have a stare down, and then he just slaps him straight in the face. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's great, and it's it's just funny because basically he's this uh, the sheriff in a small town that's never seen any type of murder or anything. They're basically all of them are like, we just send it to the FBI, right? We don't have to do our jobs. We don't know what to do. Right? And they're like, no, no, no. We have to do our jobs and pursue this fucking shit. This, this is why we're here. <laughs> and honestly, like when they went to the like the horror element to this movie with the werewolf, it was honestly like thrilling and on and suspenseful at times, mm-hmm. especially the opening with uh, Jimmy. Uh, I forget his name. Oh my god. Yeah, I recognize the actor. I just Tatro Tatro or something. I, don't, I honestly I don't I don't remember his oh, name. Oh, Jimmy Tatro. I actually have Tatro. A, it's that guy. Yeah. Okay, but he's Jimmy in American Tatro, Vandal yeah. and he's in a bunch of other stuff. Bad Education, which we also talked about in the podcast. Um and he has like yeah. a, in the opening scene, like that was kind of thrilling. Uh and then he uh I think he also makes an appearance later in the film as well, but uh and then yep. the like they were it was brutal at times like it was bloody and some of the attacks were like super intense i i was not expecting that um and so i really liked it went places and i, I liked Absolutely. how they shot it too because kind of like how uh, ginger snaps they didn't really show the werewolf that much i mean there were a few shots that were like okay you see definitely like definite glimpses of it but uh you still were kind of like what the what is really going on here and I loved how he yeah. was just a consistent of just like, 
you guys can't keep talking about werewolves. Like, it's a real person. It's a serial killer. You guys are fucking nuts. <laughs> like, and it was yeah. it was so annoying. <laughs> and then it just made it's grounded in reality, but uh, at the same time, as a viewer, you're not sure. Yeah, exactly. You're, like, you really don't know. Well, I fully bought the whole werewolf element to the movie. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I I think this movie just it, out of nowhere, it's perfect for Spooktober, and I think that Jim Cummings just. He's he's definitely a, a talent that needs to make more films because he's very funny and he's very creative with just all these characters are really good as well. Um I I think maybe a little bit less of the the alcoholism and it gets very dramatic at times. Like I feel like there was a good 20 minutes of this movie where it was just kind of him dealing with his demons, which no issues with that, but like it seemed like there was a tone shift away from the, yeah. the investigation a little bit I think, you know what i mean I, yeah yeah because i think i know exactly the scene too because it was when he finds his daughter like, ha- like hooking up with like her boyfriend like out when the werewolf that scene attacks. was actually kind of funny, it was amazing but then and then yeah, right, yeah, yeah it was right after that scene where like he kind of goes into this like downward spiral uh, spiral of just drinking and like yeah. he kind of loses his shit a little bit yeah and like, i think there was like about like 10 minutes where it was just like all right, like what's what's really going on here? Yeah, um, this is not why I'm here for this but, movie. <laughs> dude, the ending was fucking mind blowing. Like I was honestly not expecting. Like it was. It honestly reminded no. me of Zodiac, the very end of Zodiac, when like Jake Gyllenhaal wow. feels like he's High in that house. <laughs> no, well, just insane of like that scene where like Jake Gyllenhaal's in that house and he's like he thinks that like he like is in the same room as the killer, and it's so like just. Sus- suspenseful it's like holy shit i honestly haven't seen zodiac in so long i don't oh, remember you gotta rewatch ending, that dude. it's yeah nuts. I, it's a really good uh thriller but it reminded me of that and then obviously what happens in the end is just fucking incredible it was i was so on board with it yeah very unexpected and uh yeah i think the ending was great it wasn't it, i think it's something that like could have ruined the movie but it, it works no, it's it was completely. great it worked um and, like, even though this movie was, like, it was kind of a dark comedy, it was funny, it built tension very well. And, like you said, the uh, when they show the werewolf, when they don't show the werewolf, um, they did a great job in both aspects, I think. Yep. Definitely. Um, but, yeah. I liked it a lot, yeah. So, yeah, I can tell. Uh, what would you give Jim Cummings a little project that he had? This is actually my yet? favorite movie of the year so far, just because I, maybe it was just the, I was in the right mood when I watched it. It just, it was, it's an hour and 23 minutes. And I had really enjoyed Thunder Road, and this was essentially Thunder Road set in the snow with a werewolf. And I was like, okay, it's Spooktober. Yes. I was just completely <laughs> on board, and I just had a great time watching this movie. And it was so great seeing Robert Forster in a role, and especially in a really good role. I liked his character a lot, and he even had some very funny scenes with him and uh, Jim Cummins uh, because they were father and son. Um and yeah, I mean, very likable guy. I well. would be so down to see whatever Jim Cummings wants to do next. Uh, I'd be curious to see him kind of branch off a little bit more with like something a little bit different in terms of like maybe him not playing the same exact character in Thunder Road, just like maybe with like a little bit different twist. But I, mm. I do love that style so much, so I'm kind of back and forth on my own opinion on that. But um, I'd go four and a half out of five. This is one of my favorites of the year as of right now yeah it's one of those movies that's just out of nowhere um i think jim cummings is just is his own thing i haven't really seen comedy like his i've seen something quite i mean similar with the the witty approach and kind of the the quick little the quick little jabs that he throws in there but 
it's just very entertaining and it gives me a new appreciation for thunder road <laughs> like i'm sorry just <laughs> like just... the editing is just it's like he's some he picks like the perfect beats at times in the editing like there was one scene it was a montage for everyone like all right it's a full moon we all got to go out and like protect like the town everyone like get on your yep. stations and it's like the epic scenes of them getting in the cars and then jim cummins gets in the car and spills the coffee fuck <laughs> it just cuts yeah. away <laughs> that was i love that dude it's just it it accentuates how great his and funny his character is he spills his coffee the second he's trying to be serious it's awesome yep okay uh but yeah i I just think it was a really fun movie very unexpected werewolves you know it it was just a very cool combination of kind of his comedic approach plus werewolves and this this snowy kind of it kind of reminded me of fargo a little bit you know it's being compared to like yeah kind of like fargo but with a werewolf it was very fargo-esque so yeah I love Fargo. The new season's actually uh, currently coming out. There's a couple episodes oh, yeah, the Chris out on Hulu, Rock one, so I yeah. do want to check out. Yeah, well, that's on my list to check yeah, out. Heard, so, good. fun movie. Uh, I'd give this four out of five. I think it's solid. I haven't actually added it to my list yet because I just watched it, but it was a uh, really good, nice, really good movie. So uh, cool. Highly, highly recommend. Spooktober new release, mainstream boy film. Jim Cummings. It's on VOD right now, so you're gonna have to uh, get it on Apple iTunes or something like that. It's I worth like it though. Honestly, one hundred percent worth it. Check it out. Fantastic. Well, that brings us to a little coming of age love story with some. Uh, Fairly well-known actors and actresses, if you've uh, been involved in the streaming TV world over the last couple of years. Um, but we have Spontaneous with Catherine Langford and uh, Charlie Plummer. Um, get ready for the outrageous coming-of-age love story about growing up and blowing up when students in their high- in their school begin exploding, literally. Seniors Mara and Dylan struggle to survive in a world where each moment may be their last. Pretty interesting. Uh, has a 6.3 on IMDb, 97 critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 80% audience. Very high praise for this movie. I didn't really know much of anything about it going in. Uh, if you look at the poster, it is a heart with blood splatter. But I was taken by fucking surprise when the first human being exploded in the classroom, I must say. Did you know anything about this movie going into it? Like, a little did you bit. know I mean, that not really. they were all going to start exploding? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Uh, yeah, director was Brian Duffield. Uh, he's worked on, he was a writer, this is actually his directorial debut, but he wrote some of Insurgent, Jane Got a Gun, The Babysitter, and previous Mainstream Boy episode, The Babysitter Killer Queen. As a directorial debut? Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. What do you think the budget was on blood in this movie? Quite a bit. Yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> a lot. A little, uh, little Quentin Tarantino uh, little inspiration there, potentially. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it does have Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why, uh, the new Netflix show Cursed, Knives Out, and a very underrated movie, Love, Simon. Also a very good film if you haven't seen that. And Charlie Plummer from Looking for Alaska, uh, which is this uh, John Green book made into a TV show. I actually really liked it. It's uh, pretty dramatic, but fun. Lean on Pete. You ever seen that, Spencer? I've wanted to. I've heard it's very good. I got that confused. It sounds sweet uh, from the description. The Mustang, and I ended mm-hmm. up watching that one when I was on a plane. So, um, ever seen Racing Stripes? It's about a zebra. Anyways, uh, Lean on Pete. Yeah, it's a little little movie about a horse that's kind of dried up racing horse and. Charlie Plummer just forms a little cute little relationship with with the horse called Lean on Pete. So 
kind of cute. He was also in a movie called Words on the Bathroom Walls, uh, which is about somebody with schizophrenia, kind of another coming-to-age love story. It was in theaters, wanted to check it out, but didn't want to get coronavirus and die. I think Charlie Plummer is quite the up-and-coming actor. I don't think you've seen him in anything because you didn't watch Looking for Alaska, but he's got a couple films coming out that are fairly mainstream with uh, mainstream actors, so... Look forward to seeing him in some projects, Spencer. He was in uh, All the Money in the World, the Ridley Scott movie, where they recast Kevin Spacey. Uh, yeah, Kevin I mean, Spacey Christopher Plummer. With Christopher Plummer. And uh, Charlie Plummer, Christopher Plummer. There's no relation, but for a second, I was like, oh, is that his like actual grandson? But nope. No, like, I think Plummer is a rather uh, common last name. Whatever. But... He's in this upcoming mo- uh, movie called Moonfall, oh, okay, okay, which is about okay, it, okay. no, it's I, I just it sounds cool. Sp- Fucking shut up and listen. Spontaneous. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's important. Upcoming movie called Moonfall with Patrick Wilson, Holly Berry, and Josh Gad. It's about a meteor that hits the moon and then sends like rocks toward the toward Earth on a collision course, like Ice Age. That could be kind of fun, bro. Don't you think if it ever comes out with Josh Gad? Uh, Holly sure. Berry, yeah. That's cool. Patrick Wilson, holy shit, dude! It's also in a movie with Peter Dinklage, Sophia Lillis, and Numi Rapace. So, dude, this kid is gonna be Oscar worthy in like a year. Looking forward to that. But since Spencer's trying to rush me, I guess we can start talking about spontaneous. Um, yeah, like I said, didn't really know what I was getting into, but uh, basically follows these kids that are in high school. It's their senior year, and then all of a sudden. People just start spontaneously combusting, exploding in class, and there's really no specific reason why, but Catherine Langford and Charlie Palmer just start to kind of form a little relationship amongst all the chaos, and just because, you know, anybody could blow up at any given moment, so you might as well live life to its fullest, which is a fantastic message I think this movie sends, but I personally absolutely love coming-to-age movies, and this one hit me in the feels. What about you, Spencer? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't really know what to expect with this one. It just kind of looked like a, I don't know, traditional cliche coming of age movie. And then it really did have this like John Carpenter twist where it was people were exploding and you don't know why. And it got pretty intense at times. And I was not expecting dark. that. Very dark. I mean, there were pretty scenes dark. where it was like, holy shit, this is like brutal this is hard to watch but like it also remained extremely like light and upbeat and um, uh, kudos to the director and the editor because it just it it remained still like very feel good despite the fact that people were still exploding and like dying left and right but uh yeah this one was it was funny it was unique uh i I definitely really enjoyed this. It was a big surprise. Yeah, I think uh, the subject matter is very dark, but they do have a way of just making this a very enjoyable, lighthearted movie. I think Catherine Langford is just so good in this movie. I love her character, how kind of witty and just funny she is. I love her personality um, where people are dying and she's just cracking jokes. Yeah, she's Uh, definitely the standout for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then Charlie Plummer, man, he's he's also good in uh, Looking for Alaska. He was kind of this like just kind of uh, it reminds boring, me of like, this, like kind of weak dog. little kid. I it's the hair, dude. I think the hair. He's haircut. Yeah. He if he but had a different so kind I. of hairstyle. Yeah. Well, we all need haircuts. Um, 
yeah, I think it's the hair, but he's kind of this wimpy little kid. But they have such a cute little connection. I think the chemistry was there. Um, I love the scenes like in the in the barn when they kind of just have this little this little dance together, and uh, it was it was a sweet film. I think just a very sweet movie that brings you back to your your teenage Despite years. Despite the a little fact bit that and... it's incredibly bloody and like yeah, I guess I'm not. Even, I focused on right. the other stuff. I know exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. that's it's so crazy that <laughs> yet you still like come like away from this movie feeling good and being like damn like that has a really good yep. message of like you mentioned earlier just living life to your fullest because you never know when you might explode and and die right <laughs> it's dark but yeah it takes yeah. it to a very literal level but i i think the message is there it's like you really never know what can happen so enjoy yourself and love your neighbor or whatever um it was it was just a very fun dark film which it's kind of hard to put those two and two together but it worked very very well with this with this movie yeah but yeah this is available on vod if you want to watch it uh it's uh definitely worth watching for i'd say like a late night comedy or something like that but it's it's pretty family friendly friendly for everybody it's just a great time <laughs> it's pretty hard r <laughs> i wouldn't say it's family no. friendly yeah it's okay it's pretty well violent dude like Especially, especially the scene when like, it's like <laughs> I guess you're right. It know. just goes south, and it's like, oh my god, holy shit! Yeah, because they do kind of set right. you up like, oh, everybody's fine now, and then all of a sudden, like twelve people die in like one second. It's oh, like, god. whoa, yeah. It's it definitely goes places. It gets dark. It it has its its sad moments, but overall, I think the movie sends a very positive message, and, and it's also like extremely relevant to like what's going on right now, as in just this virus is just taking over the world, and we all just don't yeah. know what to do. I mean, obviously, this would be so much worse. Like, could you fucking imagine if this was more messy, the I fucking think. virus? How terrifying would that be, dude? Just you never. I mean, to oh be my fair, God. dude, it's just you this can't is even like think the tamest that. virus that's ever taken over the world. You know, like the whole history of like the Black Plague and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. When this first I'm, broke, I know. Out, I researched all like the past like plagues and viruses and Spanish oh, yeah. flu, all that shit. It's crazy. What's like? I mean, it's been worse. It's been crazy. Been I mean, like especially in terms of like symptoms and like the deaths. Oh my god, like, I can't imagine. But yeah, this is just fucking nuts. And but like the fact that like they all like they canceled schools. Like they had to like all like I don't quarantine know quarantine in this government protective facility. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, there was so many movie references in this movie as well. Like so many movie references. Oh yeah, yeah. It was nuts. They even said that like this is like a Cronenberg movie, and yeah, it one hundred percent is. It very much because much so. we all haven't seen Scanners, which might you know I might be putting it in the poll at the uh, in the coming up in the podcast at those movie dudes on Go Instagram. For it, buddy. Um, oh, but it's buddy David Cronenberg, and it's about people that have like telekinesis, and they can make people's heads explode. Very relevant because we've been watching The Boys uh, lately, oh, and God, that's, yeah. that's a very prevalent uh, trend in that show is people's heads exploding yeah. for no apparent reason. Definitely. Uh, I don't know if it's explained in the finale. I hope it is. But yeah, this this movie was just out of nowhere, just fun, disgusting, dark humor, but just a, just a great kind of coming-to-age movie as well. So, And those that's literally my favorite genre. It, it proves itself time and time again. You look at my list from this year. I think four out of the five movies in my top five are coming to age movies. By the way, this is my favorite movie of the year so far. 
I really, really fucking like this one. I'm going to go ahead and grade it. I give it a four and a half out of five. I think it was just so enjoyable, so fun. And uh, it really just checked all those boxes for a coming-to-age horror comedy type film. 2020 Spooktober. All right. Uh, For me, it's just a little switcheroo from you. Uh, The Wolf of Snow Hollow is my favorite movie of the year, and I give that one a four and a half out of five. This one, I gave a four out of five. Four out of five. Four out of five. Uh, This one is just... (laughs) It was great. It, it I just was not expecting it. It was it had like the the horror element to it. Also had like a coming of age comedy romance element to it. Like it blended so many genres together and it did it really seamlessly and I did enjoy it quite a bit. So yeah. Four out of five. Definitely yeah. check this one out. This one is very good. It I think this is one of the first times that we've had two like very positive reviews on mainstream board. There's usually one stinker in there at the very least that just sucks. But there's a lot of good content. Yeah, think... No, absolutely. Um, yeah. And but also, what the, what I was thinking about because it's been a couple of days since I've seen this movie. They released it in theaters. I mean, and obviously no theaters are open. It's making no money, which is just unfortunately yeah, it's, it's I hate shame. to say it, but that is just what is happening right now, and it's really unfortunate. But the the release pattern was they were going to release this in theaters, and then a week later it was going to come out VOD. Can you imagine if this movie was like a an HBO Max original or like a Netflix original, Hulu original? The yeah, amount of like because I, I feel like nobody has it would seen blow this. up. Dude. I haven't really seen anybody talk about this movie, which is nuts because I feel like this movie deserves like the kissing booth level of marketing and like viewership because. Can you imagine if, like, if so many people were watching this, if it was that accessible? Because I honestly I mean, it, feel it's like... it's from the same writer as The Babysitter, so it would be so why much more didn't controversial it show up on Netflix? Too, if it's like people really talking about this, because it's it. I think everyone really should see it, and I think maybe that'll just take time. I think maybe it'll catch on. Maybe it will come to some of these uh, streaming platforms, but it made me think, because this one was just... It was very good, and it deserved to have like a... A theatrical release if this off if this virus never existed i'm sure it would have done pretty well in the box office yeah. and caused some you know attention but i don't know just i don't know it's weird seeing all of the all of these movies and how are they how they're kind of getting released it's um i don't know yeah some it, missed opportunities. It, it, it's uh we're lucky that we're getting anything good at all. movies as well <laughs> you know i mean anything, honest, anything and then also all. good films like this yeah. that that yeah you you just we took it for granted over the last 10 years of going to see movies, whatever. And, oh, this one sucks. This one's great. But we're we're lucky to get at least new release films that are worth talking about. Yeah, and this one is, I, I do hope that it it does get some traction and shows up on Netflix or something. Because this, you're absolutely right. It, uh, it totally deserves a Netflix release or something like that. Catherine Langford's in it and Charlie Plummer, both yeah, in shows that were relative, and... streaming for the most part. It's bloody. It's 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 not for everybody, but it's it's really good. It's bloody, but it's not gory. I'll say that. Like it's yeah, not like, like there's not like unsettling. intestines flying everywhere. It it's just unsettling. blood. Yeah, it's just like it balloon is. pops. But like, yeah, just, yeah but like yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy. But yeah, that's yeah. Good. Form your own opinion. Watch it and and leave comments on our post because I would love to hear somebody else's opinion on this film. It's just definitely. I think it has some talking points and it'd be a good conversation. So. Yeah, guys, that's uh, that's it for this week's episode. We definitely had some good films to talk about. Um, we do have another episode coming out. Um, it's going to be later 
this week, I believe, we're going to be talking about the Blumhouse releases. We have The Lie, we have Black Box, Nocturne, and Evil, Evil Eye. Eye. Yeah. Evil Eye. So uh, I've already seen two of those films, and one of which was, was very good. So I'm very excited to talk about that. It'll probably Ooh. be a little over an hour episode. It'll be fairly long, but... Uh, well, the other two drop at midnight different. tonight. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. So one of them stars Sydney Within a couple Sweeney. days, we'll... Oh, my fucking God, bro. Wow. Okay, that was weird. No, no, no. I'm sorry, but... That was weird. If you don't know who Sydney Sweeney is, go watch... I just know you're obsessed called? with her. Euphoria? Well, Euphoria, and then what's the other show? Because like, the other show is oh, really everything good. Sucks. Beyond Netflix? Piss, the Netflix. Sucks? Beyond Pissed and Netflix. I've seen it twice. It's fucking incredible. Everything Sucks? And I, a great show. Yeah. It's so good. Age, like, middle school kids or something, or maybe they were like freshmen <sighs> in high school, but oh, it was amazing. I loved it. Oh, Feel my God. Good. It makes, I, if there was no any show, I've season. never really been pissed about shows getting canceled. That's the one where I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, this show is very good. Fuck. Underrated. I might rewatch it. Yeah. You make six seasons of Glee, but you're not going to make two seasons of fucking Everything Sucks? Fuck you. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then next week, I'm not really sure what's coming out. Spencer, you know? No. Yeah, no. one big uh, one. This is in, uh, this is an Oscar contender. It is... Borat 2? Nope. I think that's the week after. Oh. This one is written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. It is The Trial of the Chicago 7. Uh, I don't oh. know if you've heard of it. Eddie Redmayne, I Sasha have. Baron Cohen, uh, Jeremy Strong, um, all-star cast. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it. Um, I've heard that it's very Wouldn't good. Would you love to see Sasha Baron Cohen go and accept an Oscar? That'd be awesome, yeah. And then the week I would after love that. this comes out, <laughs> Borat 2 comes out, which is just like, okay, Sasha Baron Cohen, welcome back to uh, the movies and the industry. Yeah. I miss no him. longer just he's, the timekeeper so in Alice in Wonderland. And he has been working. He did he have is. this whole like uh, Netflix series, the spy or something. So I'm excited to check that one out. I don't know what else comes out, but for, uh, no matter what, uh, I think we'll definitely have a review of the trial of the Chicago seven, because that's probably going to be a lock for like screenplay and some best supporting actor nominations. So, we also have a full series spoiler review of uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. The Haunting? Am I saying that right, Spencer? The Haunting? Haunting? The Haunting? I'm saying it right. The Haunting? The Hunting? The Haunting of Bly Manor. Haunting. The Haunting. The Haunting of Bly Manor from uh, Mike Flanagan of Sentia. Looking forward to it. He only I have directed one episode. Oh, that's so. Sure. Because he, he directed every episode, as far as I know, for the last Yeah, season. and apparently that process almost killed him. So he was like, all right, I can't do that again for the second season. But he wrote the whole thing. Um, and that's some scary to be on set that It much. really shows, because it's the story is amazing. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into a, a spoiler review October 21st. It is next Wednesday. So uh, you got a week and a half. Watch the show. Uh, if you're listening to this one, it's not that scary. Honestly, it's not like Hill House. It's very different. It's like it's much more. Hill story House. I had to oriented. have like a lamp on yeah, no, no, no. in my bedroom. This one, like, like it was... this one is like it has creepy moments. Like I don't know if you've seen the orphanage or like the others. It, mm-hmm. It's like that. I've seen both. Actually. It's like that kind of like level of creepiness or scariness. It's it's not that bad. It's more like about the story and the characters. Uh, and like the mystery of the show, which is 
it's brilliant it honestly is so good yeah we got a lot coming up for you guys also you know spooktober episode three for those movie dudes uh i check that out comes out every saturday make sure to vote in our polls but uh yeah this has probably been the longest mainstream boy episode yet uh but it's been some good content so thanks again for listening i am mainstream boy and that's gonna do it for me we'll see you next week okay cool Thanks for listening to Mainstream Boy. Make sure to head over to our Instagram and follow us if you haven't already. We're trying to get to 500 followers by the end of 2020, so if you enjoy the show, spread the word. Next week, we have one hell of a lineup, and stay tuned for a bonus episode later this month where Spencer and I will dive into four Blumhouse new release films. Then we will have another bonus episode where we talk about The Haunting of Bly Manor. Stay safe, everyone, and wash your fucking hands. Duck, hey.